0: the founders of Get Me Rated, an app that does something similar to that. Uh, I'm really excited. They're going to tell us more about the millennial generation. They're going to talk to us about how they went through an accelerator, how their seed, how they're in their seed round, how they're doing all this cool stuff. I'm really excited. So make sure that you stay tuned for the entire 30 minutes. Use the hashtag YFE chat and check in on the chat on YFELive.com. 91 of YFE chat. I'm so excited. Like I said, the founders of Get Me, or it's a, the co founder and the first employee, which is super exciting to talk to, right? How many people are so, so excited about hiring their first employee, but they haven't gotten there yet? So we've got a myriad of things to talk about. It's founders of Get Me rated, if I didn't say that. I seem to be all over the place this evening. I'm sorry, ladies. Thank you so much for showing up live. I promise I'll get my act back together. What? What is your name? Oh, my name. I'm telling you, I should just like start this all over again. My name is Jennifer Dono. Tweet me at Jennifer Dono. Use the hashtag YFEChat. I'm your host tonight. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Ovali TV. Ovalite believes in building community through shared experiences. We produce professional live webcasts that bring tribes together. And by MailChimp. MailChimp is the best way to design, send, and share email newsletters. You can get started today at MailChimp.com for free. And so don't forget to sign up for Mailed It, um, our kind of weekly, whenever I feel like emailing you, email newsletter at yfe.me forward slash mail it. It's the best way to stay on top of what's happening with YFE. There's an event coming up in Los Angeles with a new YFE city coordinator. So make sure that you're signed up for that list to find out more about when that event's gonna be happening. There's some fun things that are happening. Um, in the beginning of 2014. And then we have one more YFE chat next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 uh, Eastern here on YFELive.com for 2013. And, of course, the Bootstrap Book Club, if you uh, click on the jab, 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 right hook image in there, if we get 50 likes by Monday, we'll read that book, no questions asked. Uh, So it's all up to you guys. Make sure that you find out more about it at yfe.me forward slash find me in the cloud. Make sure that you're tweeting Stacy at YF Entrepreneur. Stacy Harris is on our Twitter handle. So let's go ahead and welcome in our guests just so you get a little brief bio. A group of friends created Get Me Rated, a photo-centric app that is uh, me-centric. It caters to the vanity of Generation Y. Users seek to garner attention for photos, gain a following, increase their score, and chat with people who get them. Activities that all feed into millennials' need for validation and quest for celebrity. Get Me Rated serves millennials in a way that no one else does so get me rated founder co-founder and first employee kelsey and sheree thank you so much for joining us tonight hi <laughs> thank you for having so i'm sorry for <laughs> totally watching the whole beginning of this show um i what? was i was very excited to have you on so why don't you tell us more about this app uh, we i gave it kind of a really poor intro but it's essentially a photo sharing app where you can rate people so tell us more about it
1: so it is a photo sharing app. Uh, we like to think of ourselves as a place that you can find new friends that you haven't met yet.
0: Uh-oh, <laughs> I'll fix it. So you guys on the chat, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, can we take them off so that I can fix it? Thank you. So we're getting them back up. It'll be just a second. Hi,
1: Hi we're back. I don't know what happened, our connection's
0: fine. <laughs> It's okay. You're back on, so you're good. Okay,
1: great. Um, I don't know where I left off, but yeah, so app, photos, a place where you can find new friends that you haven't met yet. We like to think of ourselves as kind of the opposite of Facebook, which is so focused on, I don't know what's going on. There we go. so focused on like your family and your existing circle. Existing circle in which you have to kind of curate everything you do to make everyone else happy. And so, Get Me Rated, or as like we like to call it, GMR, is much more about being your true self, being an uncurated uh, history of all of your moments in life and sharing them with people who really get you and really care about what you're doing.
0: So now, as far as that goes, I mean, in the intro I was talking about how you're finding these people based off of interests and you're saying that there is this caring community around it. When I look at it, it's GetMeRated.com, uh, let me see if I can pull this up while we're talking too. Uh, but it, I mean, I don't see a chat piece in there, but th- that's a big component of this. Like we were talking earlier, that was one of the big peaks in growth that you found is that there's that ability to build that community through a private chat. So what does that look like?
1: So every photo that you uh, post has a question attached to it. So for example, what do you think of our interview tonight? What do you, what do you think of think our wine? wine? <laughs> um, then there's kind of a public chat that goes on on the photos with comments. Comments, yeah. And then each individual person you can privately chat. So if you're looking at it on the website, please don't judge us. It's honestly where we do a lot of our testing. We're actually primarily an app on iOS, Windows Phone, and Android. Uh, And so you can take those conversations, so say wine, decide you want to get to know someone better and move it to somewhere where you can just direct message back and forth. Um, It takes actually some credits so that we can eliminate any kind of spam or um, unwanted attention so that you actually have to really want to talk to the person, which is again very, I want to talk to who I want to talk to for me.
0: So now this started, um, you actually, the app went out into the into iTunes, you were saying, about a year ago, yes. a little over a year ago, and it started first on, as a website, right, like you were saying, the place where you could kind of test this out. Yes. Uh, now you went through Mucker Lab, and uh, what exactly is that?
1: So Mucker Lab is an accelerator, uh, an incubator program in Los Angeles, the point is that you have a network of other startup companies surrounding you and also some mentors who come in and help you through the various stages of your company and give you the expertise, the connections, um, and kind of help again, so accelerate where you would have been otherwise on your
2: own. Yeah, so you spend four months together in a shared workspace and you use the mentors and all of the resources they provide for you and try to grow as much as you can and at the end of it you have a huge demo day where investors come to watch and hopefully invest in you. Yes.
0: Now Cherie you were a co-founder and then or I'm sorry, I got that mixed up. Kelsey you were the co-founder and Cherie you were brought in later on. So I mean who was, who uh, applied to be in Mucker Lab? Cherie, when did you come into the team? Does that look like?
2: So Kelsey and I actually both worked for one of our other co-founders on his previous company, Mm -hmm. and then we decided we wanted to do this. I was still in school when this started, so I wasn't able to devote the same amount of time and attention. So I was brought on as an employee, where Kelsey was able to devote her whole life and be a (laughs) co-founder. Startup life. And so Mucker uh, was applied to by our CEO in numerous meetings, and then we got into.
1: We were, I do believe we were actually approached by them, kind of, um, which was very uh, yeah. uh, humbling and also a little bit for us, that we were approached saying that we would be a good fit and that it would be a good place for us to go. There's actually a pretty rigorous application process usually to go through an accelerator because they only accept companies in certain stages or that they believe uh, have the potential to benefit from it in the way that would be, again, beneficial. So we were approached, said we should try, we applied and got in and had a wonderful experience there.
0: And what kind of user base are we talking about from, you know, getting into the Accelerator to today?
1: Yes, yeah, so when we got into the Accelerator, I would say we were about approximately
2: uh, 50,000 yeah. users? Tiny, <laughs> that we had That's tiny,
0: for- that sounds had- like so many users to me.
2: Well, it was a website, if you think so. Yeah. That's. I feel like 50,000 is a lot for an app, standalone, but for a website it might be less.
1: And that was just, a lot of that was from um, our very hard work bringing people into the website, asking them to try it out. Guerrilla marketing. Yeah. (laughs) And then from uh, launching our iOS app until now, we're actually at about half a million users.
0: Oh my gosh. Right, guys, I, that's crazy. <laughs> I've been looking at your social media platforms and just thinking, this is amazing how much people love you guys too. And you sell shirts, you. and if you look on the Facebook page, you guys show off people that are wearing your shirts, and it's just like this is a social media platform. I don't, I, I'm not someone that would wear Facebook or something like that on my shirt <laughs> yet. These people are just they love your brand. So now, it's such a family, and you know it's funny because when I think of Get Me Rated. I initially was just like, okay, this is this is kind of weird as far as, like, kids go. Because I, co- I coached a drill team when I was in college or just out of college. And those girls were so freaking mean to each other. Just, like, face-to-face, just judging each other, like, the hot or not type of a deal. And I was thinking, if you put an app in front of them with this, this has got to be just, like, off the hook. But at the same time, that's not exactly what happens on your community. So, Absolutely not. With that in mind, I mean, what what precautions have you guys taking as far as putting pictures up? You know, do you like this or not type of a deal <laughs> as far as, you know, inappropriate, illegal pictures even go? <laughs> I mean, how do you monitor that, especially with how I mean, close to a million, you know, getting up to a million users here in an app? Um, so,
1: again, with. We started out getting me with the more feedback-y style with just the, you know, like you said, hot or not thing. And it really grew to be this place where people would go to find new friends. And so although we do post these pictures and ask for opinions, it actually is more of an icebreaker to start conversation rather than the judgment. So it's like, let's stop the conversation about me and what I love and, like, let's connect over that. But in terms of like the negative, like you said, we actually have a pretty complex system set up too. <laughs> that, Thanks to Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, we have to monitor all that behavior. Um, we have a team of community moderators that I manage, interns and employees that uh, watch the live feed. They monitor all of our, uh, I guess, flagged, uh, flagged content and go through and deal with offending users per se, but we also have a really dedicated community to it. We like to think of the fact that Our community has set the tone for what they want the app to be. Um, If you start out really early wanting to facilitate this nice, caring uh, environment, then people will follow that. And so our power users have done a really good job at keeping that tone, and they also have been empowered to monitor for inappropriate content. They can take things down. They are allowed to report users who are being, um, like you said, bullying or any any kind of behavior that the community does not want in the app.
0: Well, so, I mean, so, uh, at, uh, at you, Brand or Ursula, she's asking as far as guidelines go, Do you, when someone signs up, do you have suggested guidelines? I've watched your videos. I think it's Ask Kelsey and Cherie <laughs> or uh, the other way around where you're like, okay, what types of photos should be on here or what types of photos should be on the Internet, period. Yes. So uh, is, is that something that people are initiated into when they open up the app?
1: They have, we have terms of service just like any – Any website does. Um, We like to think of the app as PG-13. We've actually made it very transparent. People get warnings if they're posting things that are inappropriate. Borderline. Yeah, borderline saying, hey, just letting you know, this is a PG-13 app. So think of anything that would be, anything sexually suggestive or nude is not allowed. Um, We have some strict guidelines on violence. Self-harm. Yeah, self-harm and other just inappropriate behavior. And it is very well known. We are not quiet about it. I go in. Uh, Sheree and I have actually, part of why we do ask Kelsey and Sheree is so that we can be the faces of the community, and so people know who to talk to, who to ask questions to, uh, if there's anything that they think shouldn't be there, or what to post. And so they know, based off of, I guess, our warnings and our interactions with the users, what's not allowed. Plus, the terms of service that they do agree to very early on. And so,
0: I think the, Kelsey and I being a part of, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's a big differentiator there between your community and any, any other one is that there are faces to the brand. There's yes, people exactly. behind it versus just posting anything up on there. So, We've done that
1: very purposely.
0: Well, it's smart. Uh, So as far as the uh, millennials go, that's the part that I was really interested in because with Snapchat, I mean, we all heard that there's multiple billions of dollars in this millennial market. I mean, is that something that you feel like that's why Facebook um, gave them that type of valuation was because of their market that they reach? Or do you think it really was more of the technology or the team behind it?
1: Um, so, one thing that we know based off of just brands in general is that people develop their brand loyalty very early in life. So, although, like for a question that we saw that you had written calling the millennials lucrative, it's not necessarily that they're lucrative per se, as in how much money they're spending right now, although they do spend money because they do have income that they're not using for anything like disposable yeah, income. Disposable yeah. income. <laughs> um, when people, the things that people like or are getting involved in now will. Shape shape them in the future. Shape shape them to what they're older to all the way when they're older. So, Snapchat being where people, for example, have moved off Facebook and went to Snapchat is very appealing. Millennials decided that they didn't want their lives in this very practical, um, I guess stoic kind of website, and moving to Snapchat uh, just is a testimony to the fact that the this group, the young. 15 to 25-year-olds, 15 to 30-year-olds, whatever, are shaping what all of the new products are going to have to look like.
0: Well, that's interesting. I mean, I the, one of the things that excited me about your brand was that it was two young women. And I can't believe how, I mean, th- there's not very many young women who are actually building products for millennials. <laughs> there's no <laughs> lot female there's founders not a lot of females for... at all. Disclaimer, <laughs> we
2: do have
1: male co-founders, <laughs> but when we walk into any room, when we meet with investors, when we go to any kind of startup environment, we're usually probably in the 5%, maybe 10% of women we were, in the entire room. We
0: were
2: two of three women at Mucker,
0: I Yeah, think. two
1: of three women at Mucker. So.
0: See, and it's funny because every app creator I've had on here has said the same thing, that there's not enough women creating apps. Where are all the women? We even had Carla Young on who wrote the book about um, how to create your first startup iPhone app cuz she's yeah. really wanting more women to get into the game and she's saying it's not that hard you can find developers for yep. for cheap and that type of a thing and so I just I I don't know personally I feel like the universe is telling me something that I need to get into this game too and hopefully <laughs> others sure. that are watching too should um and especially doing something for millennials too right the idea that you guys are actually creating a product that you're also young and doing it so I don't know. I just really like that idea. So,
1: <laughs> our users of our app. So one of the things they say is don't necessarily make an app for you because obviously you'd be a small percentage. But if you're not, if you don't understand your app and you aren't wouldn't want to use it, then why did you make it?
0: That's an interesting point that you're not creating it just for you and that it's a bigger. If you want to actually be able to make a successful exit, you have to appeal to a. The broad yeah, demographic, yeah, definitely. So now, as far as you were talking just for a second about guerrilla marketing at the very beginning and how you were able to get that first fifty thousand people on a website that you weren't incredibly proud of, now you, like you were saying, you have these videos that you do that introduce you to your current members. But what do you do to bring those new? What did you bring to especially the first fifty thousand? How did you get those people?
2: We. Basically, hand invited each of them. It was like a one to one, very slow process. So, we oh, went on gosh. other popular sites that we thought if they were interested in the site, this site, they'd probably be interested in our site. And, and we asked. created a profile and said, Hey, want to try our new website? And, and we they
1: did. We were very, um... I guess blatant about it. We asked them, "This is what we're working on. We would love your feedback." And we empowered these users to say, "You can, or these people. I guess they weren't our users yet to say that you can have an influence on yeah. the type of product we're creating. Tell us what you like. Please oh, tell people us.
0: love that. People love yeah. having ownership over something. And I feel like that is what it is that I'm seeing on your site and on your Facebook profile is that people feel like they have some type of say in it. And like you I saw that you guys did chats for people too. You used your private chat. Is that what you used to do to get feedback from people?
2: Yep. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I message all of our power users regularly with like short surveys or just quick questions to see what they're thinking of our new features that we're introducing or a list of features and what do you want to see us do next? What should we be devoting our time to? Um, we also message new users randomly and say, Hey, how'd you hear about us? Or what do you think so far? So it's it's just important to stay in touch with all the different levels of the community in a very personal way.
1: You can end up in a total bubble of what we think they want or what we think they like or how correct. how they're reacting to something. And if you never actually ask them, how do you know you're correct?
2: I think the most important thing for us has been making our users the focus and delivering to them what they want and listening to their feedback, because the, they are, they're what make us. The
1: reason that our website isn't necessarily the prettiest thing ever is because we use the website, again, like I said, to test, um, to make sure that besides just making the app pretty, the features that we added were things that people really wanted, that this was an app that they really wanted to use. A lot of apps that crash and burn fall into the trap where they make something really beautiful with some cool fancy feature that they assume people want and they never bothered finding out if it was something people really needed or wanted and so we wanted to do it the opposite way
0: it's so funny because whenever we have people on that participate in some form of accelerator whether it's a mucker lab or if it's you know another um, uh, piece they all have that same mentality where you go back to the user you ask them what they want first and make sure it's something that they're going to use and then you deploy it you actually make sure that you're not wasting your time and money it's a very lean startup type of a principle for people we
1: went through lean startup also (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, see and I, I feel like no matter if you're a tech company or you're you know, you're a solopreneur, everyone needs to read that book. Everyone needs to put in place those principles because I feel like it's otherwise you're just throwing money down the garbage. Agreed. <clears throat> so a common frustration for a lot of women even the women we've had on that have talked about apps or if it's you know a podcast or whatnot is getting people to review their product to come back and leave a comment or say you should you know feedback that type of a thing you have over 2,000 ratings in the iTunes store very exciting I mean how did how are you able to do that
2: Uh, I think people we know one thing we know is people review things that they love and people review things that they hate there's not a whole lot in between I know if you just look at restaurant reviews on Yelp you get the Hate and love. You yeah, don't the get an in between. So that's one thing I think that's helped us a lot is that our community really does love what we're doing and they're very invested in it. Second, it sounds way too simple, but we ask them. So we regularly have, you know, we have a pop-up in the app. We... You know, just ask them regularly to review us. We don't we don't necessarily tell them what to say at
1: all. We yeah, don't ask yeah. them for anything in particular. But it's just like, hey, please take the time to go say what you think. And because like Sheree said, they love us, they write the positive review.
2: And I think a big part of it is because they know Kelsey and I. Yeah. So when it's us personally asking them, you know, hey, can you go do this for us? It'd mean a lot. They're like, of course, and go do it.
0: Now, do you actually hand write or you know, hand type out <laughs> an email to them personally, or is this something that you're mass emailing out?
1: So when you're getting this pop-up from the app, it's from the app, right? But when you're associating it with the people behind it, it's not just this big, scary, like, I don't know, person behind the veil, like the Wizard of Oz. It's, oh, get me rated, I, a.k.a. these five group members who I know and I see their pictures and I could go ask them questions and talk to them or whatever. They're asking me this favor via our pop-up. It's a lot stronger of an emotion and appeal to Well,
0: it. and it's also, I like that you uh, embody the same type of persona as the the person that would be on your app. Even, like, I think it's your CTO or someone who's an o- a older man dude our,
1: our co-founders are in their 30s and 40s
0: yeah and they still had I know so <laughs> uh, but they still have that same kind of laid-back attitude where it's fun yep. and in the pictures you just feel like you like you guys you know it's like if and just like you're friends with you so well, if I think we're making an app to
1: be yourself then we should be ourselves too
0: that's a great point. So you're in the middle of uh, fundraising right now. You're doing a seed round, right? Yes. Now to get started, you already have some some funds that were collected through you were saying angels. And now did the accelerator? Was there any type of fundraising yeah, with that? The
1: accelerator okay. did put in some money. They are an investor in us. That's part of the deal when you go through it. So it's a reason for them to help you out and to make sure that you're getting all you can. Out they're of investing
2: in your in your success. Yes.
0: Right. And now, so when you're going in and you're and you're doing this fundraising, who's pitching? And who's preparing everything? What does that look like?
1: So it's often so our CEO, his name is Duncan. He is the one usually uh, pitching, and but it's uh, myself or my other co-founder Dan that go with him. Uh, When we go in to prepare, it's not necessarily a preparation per se but more of a process. Uh, Through our whole fundraising process we've realized that our pitch can actually needs to be refined for every person we talk to. Some people might have different concerns or some people might have things they want to focus on based off of their other ventures and also as we've been going through the process we've realized that there are things we need to focus on more we actually started off when we first started raising, talking a lot about the team background, which is great. How we all met. Yes, how we all met, what we worked on before, et cetera, which is great, especially it gives you some cred to what we're doing now, but we realized that what we should start talking about first is just our vision and why people love our app, because there's no point in talking about this awesome team if the product isn't something people love and use. So it's just been a a process of changing how we frame things.
0: Nice, and now are you doing like a regular type of um a keynote presentation type of a deal with slides and everything, or are these more casual meetings?
1: It's actually more casual. We do have some sort of framework. Uh, We have some questions that we know we're often going to be asked and are ready to answer those, but because people do have different concerns, different focuses, they may have invested in other companies that were similar to us or very different from us, depending, Uh, we just kind of go with it and make sure that we can answer them as best as possible on the spot.
2: And that's one thing we try to do too. Before they go to a meeting with an investor. We try to do some research on that investor yeah. and see who they've invested in before, what types of companies they're interested in, so that they can tailor their pitch as best as possible for this investor. You don't want to kind of go with a standard no. pitch to every single person because everyone's different. So you want to make sure you're telling them what they want to hear. Or, what, or they interest, need to hear. what they need to hear about you and, like, the parts of your company that they're going to be interested in.
0: Makes sense. Now, as far as uh, the premium features go, you you hinted that you're going to be launching as a way to monetize the app, essentially. Okay. Some, some additional features that you have to pay for. What, what is that?
1: So I mentioned before that we have a credit system. So credits are what allow you to privately chat. Uh, you can earn these credits just by doing things we ask you to do, posting photos, getting lots of votes, lots of comments, and just being all around, yeah, all around engaging in the app. Um, we, When we first launched, we decided we weren't going to give everything up for free. A lot of other, some of our competitors had done that and failed because if you give them everything they want right away, there's no way you can ever monetize. And so we've held some things back. We held chat back for quite some time and like I said, we saw a big boost in engagement when we handed it over even as a premium feature or freemium because you can earn the credits or you can buy them if you don't feel like earning them. Uh, Some of the things that we plan on adding are things for uh, promotion, like Mm -hmm. we know the millennials and their quest for celebrity, we have requests every day for how to get more followers, how to get a a higher (laughs) score, how to get noticed, and so we've realized that it's not only something people would want, but it's something they would pay for.
0: Nice, and uh, so I want to end this with, um, there's a lot of chat in the chat, people are feeling inspired and they want to create their own app. Uh, yeah right I know I'm really excited too just like I think what you're doing is crazy hard I mean I look at it I'm like I don't know how you guys do this but at the same time it's very appealing so as for, they're talking a lot about these uh, about photo sharing apps now I mentioned to you before this as far as server Costco it's got to get pretty expensive and you were mentioning um, other photo sharing apps that rely on celebrities versus just community to keep it going that they have these huge spikes in usage so I mean what are some of the 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 pros and cons or the the things that you might not have uh, thought of when it comes to a photo sharing site or a photo, photo sharing app
1: so servers are expensive and photos are very large So, of course, if you did something more text-based or something simpler, it would just be a lot less, I guess, space and money, but we like to think of pictures as being worth a thousand words, the cliche cliche you always hear, but it's true. And so, a pro is that just people are going to be that much more engaged and own, have that much more ownership to what they're doing, how they're interacting, and the profile they're creating. And a con is
2: of course, things cost money. You have to focus on loading time and making sure the app is quick. That's one thing I think, especially our generation is so used to everything happening at our fingertips. And so making an app, an app, fast enough for them can be expensive. But it's so important. It's it's worth
1: it. There was, uh, if you've ever read the Facebook book, um, The Facebook Effect, they talk a lot about, I believe it was Friendster, um, Mm -hmm. and some other just early social networking uh, websites that failed because it took too long to load. Because we don't... (laughs) They don't have the attention span. Millennials don't have the attention span. We want things right now. And so it's something you definitely have to think about and make sure you're ready (laughs) to that's, add the extra.
0: boost. That's funny that you mentioned that because I would have never thought about the loading time. And I yeah. mean, you're I, this is like hosting. I mean, especially with today's iPhones, high quality photos. There's okay. got to be uh, so many things you have to think about, and it's really important. I'm sure to find a quality co-founder that's uh, some form of technical yes. uh, Our ability tech- too. Co-founder. I know. I was talking to you earlier about the the, the technical co-founder. I have a technical co-founder, and uh, he gets mad at me whenever I expect him to just be able to do something. I'm like, can you just oh, do we this? Have the same yeah. Like, what so.
2: can you do Like, right can now. you just do it right now, please? Yeah.
0: Like, He's like, I don't know why you think I can just magically make this happen. magical <laughs> powers. I, I feel like I'm bringing the optimism to the game and saying, you can do this. I believe yeah. in you. <laughs> yeah, you got this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, ladies, where can we find you after this as far as, like, your own profiles go, get me rated, all that fun stuff.
1: Sure. So, on GMR, we are at Kelsey and at Cherie, K-E-L-S-E-Y, S-H-A-R-E-E. Yeah, uh, also, yeah, also Kelsey Greenberg and Cherie Lowe on Twitter. Um, we're always there. And we also both uh, split a lot of the uh, the conversation actually with all of the Get Me Rated profiles, whether it's on Twitter, on Facebook, or on Get Me Rated itself. We have profiles there that represent the company, and it's one of us usually behind it talking to you. So, feel free to talk to us ask us questions yeah and I
2: think if anyone wants to ask us any other questions chat us on GMR and we'd be happy to chat with you guys
0: yeah you're very uh very well you respond well on email too so um you're always
2: online always online
0: (laughs) I know well I mean I could ask you a hundred other questions as far as like your work day and how long you spend but I'm pretty sure everyone knows that you work all day right
2: Yeah, Yeah. startup life is uh, (laughs) full time, multitasking. Except for you know, works out while she works.
0: Okay, I was gonna say, Sheree, I saw on Instagram today. I was looking at your profile, and you just did a bikini competition. It
2: was an NPC. um, It's like a bodybuilding contest, but it was the bikini, which is like the lowest level for females so it's still very like girly and curvy so she you, like why like, did you find the time to do days that? <laughs> it was crazy but it was just a the reason I wanted to do it was a crazy mental challenge for myself and to kind of see if I could be that dedicated and it was it was an awesome experience
0: it's good well thank you so much for joining us both of you it's an inspiration thank to you. see young women doing cool things especially in the tech space thank, thank you. you. All right, so everyone, you've just been watching, Cherie and Kelsey of GMR Get Me Rated. Uh, find them on the App Store. Make sure that you follow them on Twitter and ask them questions. I know a lot of you are in the chat talking about apps. I think this is, I don't know. I just, I kind of want to shake people sometimes and be like, forget about the information products. Let's do something different. Think outside of the box. Actually, let's create something. Just, i I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to bring on Stacey in just a second as we close this up and get her opinion on it. Um, everyone, thank you so much for showing up live. Again, this is YFE Chat Live, the live show that happens every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. We're not taking any breaks. We're going to have a show next Thursday on the 26th and then going into the new year. We've got some really cool guests lined up, so make sure that you show up. Sign up at yfe.me forward slash it to keep it in the loop with everything YFE. This has been Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me tonight? This has been Jennifer Dono, your host of Wife Chat Live. Thanks, ladies, and have a great week. I'm gonna be back on in just a second with Stacy. So don't leave if you're watching mine. <laughs>